Okay, Mette, the, the floor is yours. Hi, thank you, Louisa. I'm Mette, I'm from Denmark. I'm 59. I uh, stopped drinking daily this year in May, so I'm four months in. I haven't been sober for four months. It's six weeks ago. <coughs> Sorry, I had a glass, glass of wine. Uh, one glass. I know that the Danish AA people I meet, they say if they said one glass is three, if they say three, it's six. It wasn't like that. But uh, but the six weeks is the longest uh, during these months. Uh, and uh, I I I don't know if I'm alcoholic. I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything really. But uh, but I, I can tell you about me and alcohol. Uh, I got drunk first time when I was 14 uh, and I blacked out and I haven't thought of that for many years until this summer where I tried to understand uh, what's going on with me and alcohol. All I remember was that I woke up at home and feeling awful and my mother was, ah, you're having your first hangover, this is funny. And then when I came to school, Next Monday, a girl in my class said, do you remember what you did? No. Well, you took off your shirt and you really embarrassed yourself. Okay. Well, but I haven't thought of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know because I didn't go back to drinking. It was I wasn't attracted to drink, so I never thought of it as anything. But maybe it's a significant something. Uh, um, I wrote down some dates. Uh, um, about I don't know. Before I was eighteen, me and my friends saw the movie um, Hair in the movies in the yeah in the cinema, and uh, Miles Foreman movie. And from that time on, the the coolest thing we could think of was to get high on hash. So that was what we were doing, and uh, I don't remember it as being the first times we were having fun and giggling, but. I did it for one and a half year, and I don't remember it as being really nice. Actually, I think we were doing it as a. I was doing it as it was a sign of being uh, rebellious and revolutionary, and oh, as opposed to society. And um, we did. Uh, I I did acid. I don't. Rem I don't understand. I did that more than once. That was so awful and scary but i don't know the cool my cool friends did it so i did it uh but i left that lifestyle after about two years um and uh i, I just stopped i wasn't uh it, it, it wasn't like i was addicted or anything and uh, um so I, I went to uh high school and um I didn't drink for many years, not only for only uh, parties or going to clubs. And uh, I didn't have any addiction of any sort of thing. I was depressed with, no, I was diagnosed with depression in 1983 and I didn't drink then. And uh, But uh, I started uh, SSRI medication and I finished university. And I got a job. I remember the first time I remember that uh, maybe I drink too much. I got my first job after university. 
have to look. I got fired in 99 and I was, I didn't even like that job, but the firing was, I went back into depression, talked with my doctor. I don't know if I changed the medication, uh, but I, back then I think I was actually started to drink wine every night. And um, I remember, uh, when was that? Uh, yeah, um, I remember in the um, some years later, I met some AA people. I had an allotment, and I said, I do drink half a bottle of wine every evening. Do you think that's too much? I didn't know myself. And I said, well, the only one to answer that question is you. So I've, well, um, in 2007, I had my own company. And I didn't know, at that time, I was drinking heavily. And I was in Copenhagen, I didn't live in Copenhagen, to plan a friend of mine's 50-year-old birthday. And it went okay until her mother flew in from Iceland. And that mother was such a nightmare. She was buzzy, buzzy, buzzy. And I remember the day at the birthday, we... Uh, realized oh we need um some bread for the buffet buffet and i can go get that and my plan was i'm going to the first bar i'm gonna have a beverage because this is awful and i did that and it didn't i had four beverages within very i mean within an hour or so and it didn't help my hands were going like this and i was crying whoa that that's the first time I remember that i i also understanding that for some time, I don't know how long, yes, maybe, I have been using alcohol as a sedating. Um, uh, was it, uh, it was an unknown bar to me. People were very nice. The bartender came up, oh, you're crying. You need love. I'm going to give you a hug. I just cried more. Long story short, I ended up going back to that birthday. I'd come into a party, and then I blacked out, and I insulted the mother of my friend and the next morning I woke up I was so miserable and uh, I uh, turned myself into a psychiatric emergency room for the first time because I I couldn't do anything I was there for some nights and uh, I told the psychiatrist everything that happened including drinking and blackout and he said, okay, have you sometimes felt like you're on the top of the world? Yeah, back at university, I was really, I was really um, feeling like that. Okay, then you're bipolar and uh, you need this and this and this. But, and I said, but I told you about the drinking and the blackout. Don't you think I should go on interviews and something? Ah, no, don't worry about that. We all drink and... I don't know, I can't blame him, but um, that's how it was. I I think uh, I probably, I, 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 I was scared, but I, I, it didn't make me stop drinking. I, I probably just lower it. That summer, I also went to some physical AA meetings in Aarhus, uh, but I couldn't, the, the, uh, the God stuff, and I don't know. Uh, then... Uh, uh, 
the psychiatry in Denmark is you have to wait and wait and wait. It was three years. And uh, I met more than one psychiatrist that said, well, you're hopeless, I can't help you. And uh, I was drinking during these three years. Um, eventually, I found a psychiatrist that really helped me. I went to see him every week. He had changes the medication. Um, and um, he really helped me. I don't know how much I drank at that time. Um, uh, 2010, I was. Uh, it was decided that I should go on early retirement because of my mental health. That was a relief, but I think actually it, at that time it would have led me to drink more because I didn't have to... Um, you know, I, uh, there was no accountability in it for me. So, um, and then I think, I remember, but I I don't know. I Anyway, um, I moved to an island um, in 2014. And uh, the first time my daughter came to see me, I did, I have been drinking a lot because that, move was actually very making me nervous but I didn't know it so when she came I was so nervous I was I don't know the word when you're not speaking uh you know like this she said um, how much have you been drinking and later I blacked out and that was 2014 but um I think since 2014, I have been probably drinking every night without being aware of it. That scares me. Uh, but I also have a lot of good times and I uh, moving around. And uh, But this year, 2023, no, 2022, my daughter, daughter told me that she, uh, what happened? She went on a vacation with my sister and she didn't want to tell me. And I was really angry because I haven't seen her. But I, at that time, I didn't understand. She was reluctant to see me because of my drinking. Um, so I was focusing on, uh, I was, yeah, I was angry. And she told me, now you have to stop drinking. I, I, I wasn't, it didn't, I don't know. I was focusing on, yeah, I don't know. My sister told me the same thing also in 2022. And she um, also said, well, I think you're neurodivergent on the spectrum. I don't know. I don't, I don't have that diagnosis. I actually think both of these messages lead me, led me to drink more. I don't know. I, what I know is that the last winter I was drinking more and more. I ended up drinking two bottles of wine a day. And it took me some time to realize that. It was these card boxes, you know. And uh, I, I realized that January, January 23, I can see in my diary, this is not good. And I was really miserable. I, I didn't want to live. I didn't want to. I knew that 
if I was going to attempt a suicide, I knew that would be half-hearted, but I just wanted to drink. I wanted to kill my mind, really. I didn't want to face anything. And um, uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, well, I tried to moderate for some time and then around May this year, I realized this is not going anywhere. What I really wanted was to go to a rehab and I called a friend that went there, but it turns out that's a lot of money and I can't afford it. So I called AA and the physical meetings where I live have been closed down. I found a traditional AA on Zoom. And it was helpful, but when I found the secular, it was more helpful. And uh, But I will say that it's been, it's been really, I, I hope there's no newcomers because I, the sobriety, I, I, it's been like a depression, really. Um, you can say the positive, I've been here before, I have been through it. I know it will pass, but I just, I don't, I haven't been through a depression without drinking. Well, I did that in the 90s. I don't know, but uh, my mind, it's like I, I was looking at my diary this morning to see when in the past winter did I start drinking so much? And I see that I, I write down, you, I drink too much, I smoke too much, but I was still having a life. I was cooking, I was doing gardening, I was outgoing, I was engaging. All that stopped in May this year when I stopped drinking. I was like, that was it. I really... Uh, uh, no, I, I've increased the antidepressants uh, to max doses and uh, that has helped. And also, I'm not as miserable as I was two months ago, but I do feel very lonely. And um, I'm not thinking about suicide anymore, but getting back to life, it seems like, oh, I don't know. I think I think it's really hard, um, I think. And um, I'm, I'm um, <sighs> breathing. Focusing on breathing, I can manage that. And what also has been helpful has this will pass too. Living in the present, I find that more hard. Um, but I have managed to go six weeks without having a drink. But <laughs> I, I still want to drink. I still want, I want, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I want, but I don't think I should be asking myself that because that would be a trick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm uh, missing out. I uh, I haven't found a sponsor. I don't. They'd say that at the traditional meetings, and then when I start go to the seculars, a lot of people say I did it without a sponsor. I don't know. I think I've been crying so much this summer that poor sponsor. If anybody, I've, that that should have been a psychiatrist. But, um, yeah, well, I don't know. I haven't done any steps. Uh, but in these rooms, also, the secular people usually refer to something like a step work. That is, I understand that I have 
if I have to, if I want to stay sober, and I want that, I have to understand my uh, mindset. And it's, I think that's, a, it's like uh, constantly uh, telling myself not to think that, not to think that. One of the things that I'm usually, I usually, I didn't know I spent that much time criticizing myself. I wake up thinking, oh, here you go again, you messy, you shitty fucking, uh, well, I have to stop that because it will lead me to drink again. But I think it's, I think it's hard. Yeah. That's all for now. Thank you. <laughs>